Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. This is the CyberSmart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott, giving you the quick rundown of the cyber news headlines with a little education and opinion thrown in for good measure, mostly opinion, honestly. Uh, but uh, first thing I want to apologize to those who downloaded yesterday's podcast, October 23rd. Somehow I, I had done the podcast and I had, uh, so I'd had an issue Friday with not the complete file being uploaded. And so I was afraid I did the same thing yesterday. So I re-uploaded the file, but when I did it, somehow I didn't look at the file name and it, I did defaulted into the wrong folder, pulled the wrong audio file. So it was like from October 17th. So I apologize for that. I reposted it Monday afternoon. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I was pretty happy with that one. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of news over the weekend and I thought I had some pretty good, some pretty good opinions. So you missed my, my witty repartee on a lot of those news stories. So if you want to go back and check out the news from, from Monday, feel free. It's uh, that one's a 16 minute one. There were a bunch of stories. So I'm hopefully giving you some, some of your time back today with today's because some of this is more um, focusing on stories we've talked about, but kind of ongoing repercussions of them. Um, and, uh, some are, some, some are, you'll, I'll, I'll, some I'll save, I'll save the, what I was going to say on the last one. So let's, let's go right into the first, uh, first article here. And this is a follow-up on something we've been looking at for about a week. And this is the Cisco issue. So this is from the register.com, Jessica Hardcastle reporting Cisco fixes critical iOS XE bug, but malware crew way ahead of them. So this is a good news, bad news kind of story. After a six day wait, Cisco started rolling out a patch for a critical bug that miscreants had exploited to install implants in thousands of devices. Alas, it seems to have been largely useless. The flaw in the network working giant's iOS XE software, which allows criminals to hijack thousands of Cisco switches and routers, first came to light last Monday. On Friday, Cisco said it hoped to have a fix ready on Sunday, ruining the weekend for many administrators. The good news, Cisco kept its sun Sunday promise and made the available the first fix software release 17.9.4.8, with more updates to come at a still undisclosed rate. The bad news, of course, over the weekend, whoops, sorry, my screensaver just popped up. Let me get out of that. Uh, over the weekend, those who had ex who'd been exploiting the vulnerabilities upgraded the implant to evade detection awesome new scanning methods show thousands of devices remain compromised so even after you patch it you may still have bad guys in your system so my guess is the only way around this may be a full reinstall of the ios of i'm sorry um of their i forget what cisco calls their it is ios okay yeah their ios so um, also on this Cisco updated security advisory to advise enhanced guidance to detect the presence of the implant after uncovering a new variant, you know, so they found another bug that hasn't been patched yet also. And these are very critical bugs. So again, if you're an admin and you've got Cisco routers and switches, who doesn't just know this is a vulnerability that is ongoing. Um, the one thing I will say, progress software who makes move it is saying, thank you, Cisco, for all of this news. It gets us out of the limelight. So more of this will occur as the weeks go on, but um, again, this is a bad one as they, as they continue to be from the no kidding. I want to say no S Sherlock DC board of elections. Hackers may have breached the entire voter roll. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, this is from bleepingcomputer.com, Sergio Gatlin reporting. I did an article that, that the DC 
Board of Elections said, eh, they may have had a data breach. Some stuff may have been lost, right? They kind of undersold it. I think I even said at the time, we'll find this to be a much greater story. And here we are today. The District of Columbia Board of Elections says that a threat actor who breached a web server operated by the DataNet Systems hosting provider, third party, in early October may have obtained access to the personal information of all registered voters. I'd say take the May out. They did. They did. Let's be honest. The entire voter roll that may have been exposed contain a wide range of person identifiable information, including driver's license numbers, dates of birth, parcel social security numbers, contact information, such as phone numbers and email addresses. So all of this is problematic in the sense it gives bad guys more access to information that they can then use to do password spraying and all sorts. They can they can collate the information from this data breach with information from other data breaches and go and find access to your social media accounts, not yours, but if you're a DC voter, it can. Um, But my guess is, let's be honest, and you're hearing me predict this now, sure, this is the DC Board of Elections. They did this in many, many other boards of elections as well. They either haven't been identified or they haven't been reported. Um, So hold me on that one. I bet you that we'll have more coming out of that one. So again, the point being, this just goes to highlight, pay attention Everybody has crown jewels. If you're a business, your crown jewels are your digital assets that you don't want stolen. If you're an individual, your digital assets or your, your crown jewels are those digital assets that, that are like the accounts to your money, the accounts to your social media, the accounts to your email. All that stuff is important to you. So you have to stay on top of it. If you're not going to your bank accounts, your investment accounts, your, um, your social media accounts, and just making sure that no one has been into it and that all your money is supposed to be there is there, then you're doing it wrong. So make sure you check that stuff out. Um, if you don't, because of all of this stuff, if you're not looking, and this is in the US, I don't know how it works overseas, if you're an overseas listener, but freeze your credit so that bad guys can't open credit in your own name. And there's a lot of things you need to do to protect yourself. Um, but obviously long passwords, multi-factor authentication is always the best way to go just from a general security standpoint. All right, this is from Bleeping Computer Lawrence Abrams reporting. One password, which is a password manager, discloses that the security inc- discloses security incident linked to the Okta breach. So we mentioned, I think I mentioned yesterday, this, this kind of came over the weekend, it happened Friday, I believe, that Okta, the password management company, um, had had a data breach. And so now this is one password, a popular password management platform used by over a hundred thousand businesses suffered a security breach after hacked gained ac- or hackers gained access to its Okta ID management tenant. If you remember, Okta downplayed the number of victims that were um, related to the intrusion into their support system. Well, that number is now obviously going to raise, I'm sorry, go up. That's good English, Darren, go up because now you've got third-party entities that are being victimized by this single Okta intrusion. And so we are going to see this more first password. One password is not the first company that's going to come out and say this. There's going to be a lot of other companies coming out with this. So obviously if you have a one password account, you are going to want to uh, get up with one password if you're a business owner and see what they're recommending. See if it even says what they're recommending. It says, um, according to the report, a member of the one password IT team opened a support case with Okta and provided the HAR file created from the Grove uh, Chrome Dev Tools. This HAR file contains the same Okta authentication session used to gain unauthorized access to the Okta administrative portal. The HAR file is a web file that uh, has session data, so hackers can take that file and then they can basically duplicate being a user on an, on a site and have access kind of stuff like that. Um, so using the access, the threat actor attempted to perform the following actions to access the IT team members user dashboard, but was blocked by Okta. So that's good. Updated an existing 
uh, IDP, Okta Identity Provider, tied to their production Google environment, activated the IDP and then requested a report of administrative users. So um, if you're an Okta user, you're going to want to pay attention to what you need to do to fix this problem uh, going forward. Be aware of it. Um, again, we will see more victims down the line as we go. From Malwarebytes.labs, Google Chrome wants to hide your IP address. So I, I, this is Peter Arndt's reporting. I looked, at, I saw this one. I thought this is interesting because this, this, this actually showed up in a couple different news feeds. So I figured I'd touch base on it. And this is a, an effort by Google Chrome, the web browser, to add security into their, their infrastructure. And recently, in the last month, as, we've been, as I've been reporting, all the web browsers have been having all sorts of vulnerability issues, which is bad for the user. So in that vein, Google is working out some kinks in a project formerly known as NatCatcher, which will now be known under a more descriptive name, IP protection, which means that Chrome is reintroducing a proposal to hide users' IP addresses to make cross-site tracking more difficult. Great, great plan. Good idea. Hope it works. Uh, I'm going to explain what IP address is, which is really not important to what, because if you're listening, you probably know, but that's basically your internet phone number. Uh, over time, your fingerprint um, can be, uh, your IP address can be used to build a unique persistent user profile that can be used yeah, for targeting. Yeah, that's what Google does. They take all that information. That's why you get all these sorts of Google ads. So what will this do? Um, so what this says is apparently Google wants to test the infrastructure without impacting third-party companies. Makes sense. Third-party liability is a problem. Domains owned by Google include services like Gmail, but also ad services. And in this phase, Google will automatically enroll a small percentage of users and they must be logged into Chrome. In later phases, Google plans to use a chain of two proxies so that neither proxy can see both the originating and destination IP address. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a good idea by Google to try to help users have their IPs masked. Will they use it for bad things? That's a good question. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. Um, but, and also be interesting to see if other web browsers um, you know, Brave and uh, Firefox and Edge try to do the same thing. Maybe it's the way that security is going in web protection, but we can, one can only hope. All right. Infosecuritymagazine.com. This is, did that not come up? Well, there it is. All right. So Microsoft hails generative AI as the next security revolution. Yeah. To that, I say, I mean, as is, I mean, I only note that just because the headline was kind of clickbaitable. So Microsoft is at the heart of the AI revolution. And I only note this because Microsoft, they had 104 vulnerabilities patched in the October patch. So they're going to talk to us about, about generative AI and security. Mm, okay. But it does say that uh, they are investing it to help with security uh, and as well as bringing generative AI to everyday users, the technology behemoth also acknowledges that generative AI is the key to combating cybercrime. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you want to go read the rest of this article, feel free. I just note it for, for it may be an amusing read, if nothing else. Um, I do not trust Microsoft to be the security master that we all hope it to be. But if they do, good on them. Thumbs up. Hope it all works out. And lastly, this is <laughs> uh, this one just made me laugh reading the headline. Because if you remember... About a month ago, I noted or at the beginning of the month, I talked about this international crime co criminal court that had a cyber attack of their IT systems. Um, so this is from Phil Muncaster at InfoSecurityMagazine.com. The international cr criminal court has revealed that a cyber, cyber 
I'm sorry, September cyber attack on his IT systems was a highly targeted espionage attack, although attribution thus far remains elusive. The Netherlands headquartered tribunal, which tries individuals suspected of war crimes and crimes against humanity, first posted a brief message about the breach at the end of September. However, a longer post on Friday revealed more information gathered from a subsequent forensic investigation. So I give them credit for coming out with what their forensics found. Thumbs up to that. How they couldn't get attribution is a little bit beyond me, or they're too afraid to say it. Um, it's pretty easy because it says uh, there are plenty of suspects who may benefit from finding out more about the current cases um, because prosecutors in this court are investigating cases in the Ukraine, Uganda, Venezuela, Afghanistan, and Philippines. Um, the ICC also issued a global arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin. So I'm pretty sure you can probably say Russia's a pretty strong, pretty strong subject here, suspect here. Um, but hey, thumbs up to them. To, to, but to realize it was espionage now is kind of silly. It was espionage all along. You probably could have guessed that initially because I'm pretty sure it wasn't a ransomware attack. It was a intrusion where information is looking to be stolen, which makes it a nation state actor. But hey, to, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, I, I find it funny when people are shocked that cyber crime is related to espionage, but I will continue to be laugh at that and continue to be laugh at when people are shocked at that. That is going to do it for these stories for today. As always, you can find links to the stories in the show notes. You can find them if you're listening to us on LinkedIn. They're right above on the post I post here. Uh, if you have thoughts, comments, questions on the podcast, email me, Darren at the cyberguy.com. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. That does nothing but help me know that people are actually listening and I'm not just talking into the void here, which is fun in, in, in and of itself. So when I make mistakes, who really cares? But I'd like to hope that more people are listening to it because my goal here, as I like to always say, is to take my cybersecurity background as a retired FBI agent, my education background as a former teacher, blend those two things and help people understand what's going on from a cyber perspective so that they can be aware of the threats targeting them so they can assess their risk, proceed wisely and stay safe online. Because if you get a little cyber smarter, you get a whole lot cyber safer. It's a silly tagline, I know, but I kind of like it from a branding perspective. So Remember, knowledge is protection. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope I post it correctly. That would be a thumbs up and a step in the right direction going on to the week. But I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk again on Wednesday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.